welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am so grateful to have you here with me today. The intention of this podcast is to have meaningful conversations from the heart, to share things that are going on in our everyday lives, and to really see that we aren't alone when we go through them. You are not alone. We are in this together, and together we can do so much more. The unique thing about this podcast, it is not only a podcast. There is also a corresponding community space that I would love for you to pop over in and say hello. It is located off of social media, and it is just a soft place to land, a place for you to show up exactly as you are. You can find the link at my website, jenniferbeltoff.com, or also in the show notes below. I can't wait to meet you over there. Now, before we jump into this week's topic, I wanted to take a moment and just thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the amazing support and love that you sent my way last Sunday during my last podcast. The title of that podcast, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, is called Motherless Mother's Day. And in it, I talk about what Mother's Day look like looks like when it's not what you want it to look like, when maybe you're going through heartache or dealing with loss or just the many array of things that could be happening on that day. And I had lost my mom six years ago. And so I talk about navigating that loss and losing my mom has really, really changed me. And I thought, you know, six years, this Mother's Day would be easy, but it wasn't. It just, it doesn't get easier. It just shifts and change and morphs over time. And there are moments when you think, oh, I'm good. I'm in a great place. And then something happens and it just brings you to your knees. It absolutely does. And I have a lot to say about navigating loss, about losing my mom and the way that it changed me and what I learned. So stay tuned because there's definitely going to be more episodes about that. And if there's anything specific that you want me to talk about, please reach out and let me know because This podcast is for you, and I want to bring to you what you need. So please let me know. And again, thank you so, so much for all that love, for that support, for that kindness. And if you haven't listened to it, it really is probably my most vulnerable podcast that I've done to date. And so pop on over and give it a listen. Now for this week, I really want us to dive into clearing house. You know, around here it's spring and it feels like that time to just clean up, right? And recently our town did their annual spring cleanup where you can take anything that you may not be using anymore that might be broken, that is just huge and you don't know how to dispose of it, and you could put it at the curb and they will take it away. And I... Oh, was great to do because I went through my house and I saw anything that I haven't been using. I saw things that are broken, but they're still just taking up space. Like this ladder that's falling apart that is way too dangerous to stand on, but we've been holding on to it for some reason or another. Or the broken chair that I have at my table in my art room that no one should sit on because if you sit on, you will probably fall right through, but yet I've still had it. And so Dustin and I, we went around and we looked for what we could let go of. And it felt so good to clear away some of those things that we don't use that are just taking up space and to get them out of the house. 
And as we were clearing things from our home, it really got me thinking about when was the last time that I checked in with myself and cleared out my own inner home? My mind, my body, my heart. When was the last time that I actually intentionally took inventory on what was going on inside? What was taking up space? When's the last time you did that? The last time you just sat with yourself and looked at kind of what's going on in there? You know, what's happening? What could I clear out? What could I let go of? And I found that when I'm comfortable, I run on autopilot. I stick to my routines. I don't kind of jump out of my box and I just stay with what I know. Not really examining, you know, what might be weighing me down, but just, you know, moving along on that autopilot, hoping that I I get to my destination, but not really looking around at what's going on. And when the pandemic hit back in March 2020, everything got flipped upside down. Everything. I was taken out of my comfort zone a thousand percent, right? Because the routine that I was used to completely changed. Every day I was waking up super early, working out, going to the office really early, trying to get there, you know, before the traffic built up, then rushing out of work to make it to Girl Scouts or rushing out of work to make it to a commitment that I had, always feeling like I had somewhere to be and something to do. And now, you know, in March, that halted. Everything changed. Everything changed, including going to the grocery store. I really had to adjust because I was no longer doing the things that I was used to doing. And it really gave me that time to start taking inventory on what really mattered to me. What did I truly need? And really, what could I let go of? Because I didn't have to be in this rush, rush, rush all the time. And I could really step back and see, well, this isn't working for me. I don't need this. I don't really even care for this. Why was I doing this? And it's funny because one of the biggest things that surprised me, and it's like such a small thing, but it was um, ordering groceries online. Before the pandemic, I never did it. It felt like super indulgent to do, to pay for someone to shop for my groceries. I couldn't do that. Like I just, it felt like a chore I had to be doing myself. But I hated it. Like going to the grocery store is not something that I find fun. I always come home with things that I don't need, things that I never use just because I saw it. I'm like, oh, let me try this. But when the pandemic hit, we weren't going anywhere. We weren't doing anything. The grocery store actually felt a bit intimidating, right? And luckily, we didn't have to go anywhere. Luckily, there was the ability to place an order online and for it to get delivered. In the beginning, let me tell you, it was super hard to get one of those appointments, but Dustin is determined and wakes up at like three in the morning and finds them. I don't know how he does it. But we were lucky to not have to to go out and do it. Lucky that my work shifted from working to home and Dustin's restaurant also closed so that he was home. And so... I took the leap. I ordered those groceries online and it was amazing. They arrived right at my door and none of those extra things that I would have grabbed were there because I didn't see them. I was just 
simply shopping for the things that I need. And oh, it was so easy. It was just, it made me realize like, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Why did I feel like groceries had to be a chore that I had to do when I could easily get it done another way? And it was less stress, less time, less just everything. It was so great to have them dropped right at my doorstep. And a year living through this new way of life, I have adjusted, you know, I have found my groove for sure in working from home and I'm loving it. In the beginning, I stepped outside of my comfort zone and began teaching classes on Zoom. But now again, like that's in my groove that feels like, like second nature to me. I've really settled in, settled into the routine, settled into where I am. Knowing what to expect next, knowing that there's not this huge calendar of things that I have to do. I can just be where I am. But again, now in this settling, I'm back on autopilot. It's in a totally different way than before, because before that autopilot was rush, rush, rush. And now it's like ease and grace and calmness, and it feels amazing, but it's still autopilot. And have you ever felt yourself on autopilot before? Do you know what that feels like? Where you're just moving from one thing to the next and you're doing it, but you're not really observing what's beyond the periphery. I'm doing the things that I need to do, doing the things I love to do, but I'm not looking beyond. I'm not looking to the left, to the right, or even really forward to see kind of what's up around the bend. I'm just right where I am. Right, you know. In this uncomfortable spot. And as I was clearing this, my physical house, you know, and taking things to the curb and removing these big, bulky items, I saw all the things, you know, that were taking up space, that were just simply collecting dust. And I saw how I really fell into that same pattern with myself, how I have allowed things to just settle. To just be where they are, even if I didn't need them, even if I didn't use them, they were just there within me, kind of hanging out, collecting dust. And it's time. It's time to clear my own inner self. I started with my house and now it's time for me. And it really got me thinking, how can I do this? How can I get into this clearing so that I can open up space for myself and see beyond. And I want to share a way that I did this, and it felt so good to do. So I encourage you to to do it. Really just take the time to do it. Now, the first thing you have to do is carve out that time. Just like there was this dedicated day for them to come and pick up all these bulky items that I put at the curb, I need a dedicated day just for me. And it didn't have to be the whole day, right? Because when you think about carving out an entire day, that can feel really overwhelming. But time, carving out some time where I knew it could be uninterrupted, where I could put away my distractions, put down my phone and just say, this this time is going to be for me. This time is going to be just for yourself to sink in. So carve out that time. Put away your phone and make this time feel special. 
Choose a space that feels good for you. Maybe that's sitting outside. Maybe that's cozying up on the couch with your favorite blanket, sitting in front of your altar, whatever that looks like for you. Choose a place that makes you feel happy, that makes you feel good. And then do something to signify that you're starting this little ritual. And I love thinking of it as a ritual because it makes it special. It makes it feel like it's intentional. And in order to make it feel intentional, there has to be a start to it. A moment when you're saying, yes, I'm going to begin with this little ceremony of sorts. And you can do that by lighting a candle, maybe ringing a bell, reading a poem out loud, pouring yourself a cup of tea and sitting down with it, whatever feels right for you. But do something to signify the start of this. And being intentional will really help set the tone. And it will also allow you to sing into the space a little bit quicker, which is beautiful and amazing. And it just, it kind of gets you into that mindset, you know? And now pull out your notebook because, of course, I had to do something with writing. <laughs> you know, that's my jam. I love to write. And in my notebook, I wrote down everything that I want to let go of really giving myself permission to put it all down, every last thing, whatever it was. And even if it was something that kind of had a little bit of shame around it, like get it down, get it out of you, pull everything out of your head and your heart and put it on the page because the page will catch anything you throw at it. No judgments. It's just there to catch it. And I noticed what came up for me over and over again in so many different ways was this negative self-talk I've been doing to myself. Recently, I really found that I've been so unkind to me. I've been telling myself that I can't do something, that I'm not good enough, just all the unkind things. I've been allowing those inner gremlins inside to, to just take over, and it's not good. Not good at all because we have this inner dialogue in our head and that becomes our truth. It really becomes our truth. And one way that I was doing this with this negative self-talk was in wanting to bring guests onto the podcast. I think it will really take this podcast to the next level and I want to do it because I want to bring you guys all the juicy goodness, you know, and... I'm nervous about it because it's absolutely outside of my comfort zone. I've never interviewed somebody before, never sat down with someone, you know, with two microphones and just chatted with them. And it feels really scary. It feels totally outside of my comfort zone. And rather than talking myself up and saying, you know, you can do this, just give it a try, take the chance. I was spiraling, spiraling down a rabbit hole of negativity and it it's getting me nowhere fast because I've made no traction on getting guests. I've just been in this negative space, total negative space. And it's time to step out of it. It's really time for me to quit that narrative and stop the negative self-talk. Another thing that I saw come up that I want to let go of is just this unrealistic expectation that I have with time. I want things to happen quicker than they ever are going to happen. And I want it to be bigger than I ever thought it was going to be bigger. And I just, I really want it to be fast. But 
things don't happen as fast as I want them to. And I'm stressing out about it and I'm putting all this crazy pressure on myself. And in doing that, I'm totally stunting it and I'm stopping doing anything, which I mean, it's totally counterintuitive, right? Like wanting things to happen fast and having this crazy unrealistic expectation and then doing nothing because I just have totally stunted myself. So this negative self-talk, this negative chatter, these unrealistic expectations, like it's time for me to let them go. Time for me to just put them out at the curb and let someone else pick them up. I don't need them, you know? So get it all down, like put down whatever it is that comes up and really give yourself permission to feel it all. Really give yourself permission to, to be okay with whatever is coming up. Another thing I want to let go of is old clothes that I don't feel good in. Even if that means I only end up with three shirts in my closet. I mean, let's be honest, those are the three shirts I'm wearing anyway, over and over again. Why do I have all these other ones taking up space? I want it to just be the things that I love. So when I go in there, like whatever I'm pulling out is something I know I'm going to feel good in. What is it you want to let go of? What is it? Really take your time to dig into it. Give yourself permission to clear your own inner house, to put it down. What are old stories you might be hanging on to? You know, those untrue narratives that we just tell ourselves over and over again, and all of a sudden we start to believe that they're true, but really they're not true. Get them down. So that is the thing. Create this space where you can have this mini ritual of letting go, of putting it all down. And now once you get it down, once you have like this crazy list of all the things that you no longer need to carry around with you, go back and read your list. Read it over, but read it over with compassion. Don't read it over with judgment of like, oh, why am I still doing this? And no, enough of that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to show up with compassion for ourselves. We need to. And know that all of those things that you put down, you don't need to carry them any longer. You can absolutely give yourself permission to let them go. And so I took my list, I sat down with it and it was hard to read back because some of it, it was like that, like, oh, why am I still doing this? Why do I still have this? Why am I still telling myself this story? And I had to really be kind to myself, really be compassionate about it. And say, all right, I'm letting go of this. And so reread it. Reread everything that you put down. And as you read through the things, you know, thank them for giving you what they gave you. But knowing that you no longer need to hold on to it, you can thank it and send it on its way. Thank it for what it brought you. Recognize all of that but also recognize that you no longer need it. I absolutely thanked those unrealistic expectations of time that I had because they did push me in some ways to show up and put myself out there in ways that I might not have and really pushed me kind of past some of my limits. But I no longer need to carry these crazy expectations around anymore because I'm, I'm really choosing to trust the universe. I'm choosing to trust that when I follow my heart, when I show up and do my part, doing the absolute best that I can, 
that the rest is going to fall into place as it's meant to. So I'm thanking it and I'm releasing it. And do that. Thank it and release it. And as you clear your house and you let go, you find your way back to you. I really found that I found my way back to who I am at my core. And it felt so good to find my way back, to kind of clear out all those things that were jumbling up that site because I couldn't see it before because they were just in the way. And now I've made space for new things to come in. And I'm coming off of autopilot and that feels good because I'm more present. I'm seeing beyond what's right in front of me. And it's pushing me to go a little bit further. You know, autopilot's great sometimes and we absolutely need it. But there are other times that we have to jump off of it where we have to be, you know, a little bit courageous and daring and take those leaps and grab hold of that driver's wheel and see where we're going to go. And one thing I want you to remember when you go through this exercise is that the things you let go of, they don't define you. They don't make up who you are. If there's those terrible stories that you've been telling yourself, that's not you. That's not truly who you are. What makes up who you are is what you know to be true, your own absolute truth. And that's why we need to let go of those stories because when we keep telling them to ourselves, we start to believe them. But no, done with that. It's over, right? We are absolutely done with that. And now after I went through and I reread everything and I really saw, you know, what was there, it felt good. It felt good to, to thank it, to release it and to say, you know what, all these things, thanks for hanging out, but you can move on to someone else. And then I took that piece of paper. I ripped it right out of my notebook because I don't want it to sit there. You know, I don't want all that I don't want to say all of it is negative, but all of those things that I've been shouldering that I no longer need, I don't need now to be carrying them around in my notebook. So I ripped the page out of my notebook and I brought it downstairs and outside and I put it into the little fire pit we have outside and I set it on fire and it felt amazing just to watch it burn, to just see it go up in flames and know that oh, it's gone. I no longer have all of those things. I no longer need all of those things. So once you've gotten it all down, rip it up, burn it, crumble it up, do whatever you need to do so that you can release it and know that you don't have to carry it. You don't have to look back on it. You can absolutely let it go. It felt so good to like give myself that space on the page to get it all out because it was bottled up inside and I didn't even realize it. Things came up that I'm like, wow, that's from like years and years and years ago and I'm still carrying this around. I put it down because I don't need to hold on to that story anymore. I released so many expectations I had on myself, so many fears. I, I released all of it. And it, oh. It's good. It feel, it's good. It's hard to do, right? Like it's hard to, to, first of all, give yourself that space to take the time to put it down, but it's so important to do it. So I really encourage you to do it. And then also we started, right? Like I talked about how I started this mini ritual by lighting a candle. And one important thing to do is also to have something special 
and a, a unique way to end it so that it really feels like you're bringing it to close. And what I love to do is I love to bring my hands to my heart center, close my eyes, bow my head, and really just take a moment to pause in gratitude. Gratitude for myself, gratitude for the moment, gratitude for just taking the time. So do something that can bring your your time to a close. And I know it sounds silly, right? Like doing it, but just like stretching after a workout, there are benefits to it. You need to take the time to bring it to a close. So now you can move on into something else in your life. Do something more, you know? And here in North Jersey, it's spring. So it feels like it's the perfect time for clearing out, but you don't have to wait for spring to clear out your own inner house. We should be doing this all the time, all the time. And so no matter where you are in the world, take a moment, take a moment for you to let go, to release and to clear out and just to come back to yourself. In getting all these things down, it really was a a coming home for me where I started to see who I am what I stand for, what I'm proud of about myself, and that I'm enough. Me as I am, you know, no fancy bells or whistles, no makeup on, no fancy dress, just me, you know, totally unfiltered, authentic me is enough as I am. And so I really encourage you to take the time, to take the time to do this little ritual of letting go so that you are able to release anything you're holding on to, release that baggage. You don't have to take it with you wherever you're going. Wherever you're going, you will find what you need. You don't need to carry those things that are no longer serving you. Toss them, ditch them. Enough is enough. Now, each week I love to give you a writing prompt, and I know you can tell exactly where this one is going for this week. But the prompt is, I let go of. I let go of. Start there and see what comes up and do it in a very intentional way. Start your little ceremony by lighting a candle, by doing something special, and then end it by bringing your hands to your heart center, closing your eyes, bowing your head, just giving grace and thanks and gratitude for yourself. Really give yourself the time and see what comes out. And then come on over to the community space and share it with us. Please share it with us because in the sharing, we can encourage each other. In the sharing, we see that we aren't alone, that we are on this journey together. And that's what we need. We need to know we aren't alone. We need to be seen. We need to be heard. So get it down on paper and then come on over and share it. Now, also this week, Um, In closing out, I wanted to share a poem with you. This poem was written in one of the Write Together classes that I host on Monday nights. And I host it every single Monday night on Zoom. So no matter where you are in the world, you can join in and you can find the link to it over on my website. And what we do is we spend an hour together and I talk about a little bit something, provide three prompts, and then you have about seven to eight minutes to write. And we do that for three times. And after you write, we regroup and there's the opportunity for people to share. And I have to tell you that is where the magic happens is in the sharing. It is beautiful and amazing. And I just 
what somebody says, somebody else in the group needs to hear every single time. And so I wanted to share one of the poems that I wrote while I was um, teaching that class. And the prompt for this one, if you want to give it a try, was And Yet. And Yet. And so the title of the poem is And Yet. And it says, And yet I rise when my legs are shaky. I don't know where I'm going, how I'll get there, or who I'll end up with. And yet I keep going, one foot in front of the other. Just like I learned training for the marathon. My one piece of advice, he said, is no matter what, keep moving. Even if it's the slowest walk you ever walked, because once you stop, you won't want to start again. And yet I stop, I rest, I look around, I procrastinate. I come up with ideas I never begin, make grand plans I never plan to follow through with. I start and I stop. And yet there are some things I don't give up on. Maybe I'm not on time. And yet it isn't perfect, but I'm in it all the way. And yet I lose my way, find my way back, and do it all over again, over and over. Because this is life, messy and important, beautiful and surprising. I'm learning I don't need to do it all, get it all right, make every dream a reality. But I must stand in my own authentic truth, own my story, carve my own path forward, find my way. And yet one thing I need to keep relearning again and again is that I am enough exactly as I am. I am enough. I am enough. And that was my poem. And I just really wanted to share it with you to remind you that you exactly as you are is enough. And as you do this clearing out and as you find your way back to yourself, know that you don't need to change. You don't need to be anything else but you. So allow yourself permission to toss those old stories, to put aside what's no longer serving you, to just drop that heavy baggage that has been weighing you down and just be you exactly as you are. I thank you so, so much for joining me here today. I am beyond grateful for you. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy it, please pass it along and share it. And know that this is a space for you. So if there is something that you want me to talk about, something that you want me to dive into, let me know. I really want to bring you exactly what you need to step into your own light and know that we're in this together. I wish you an absolute wonderful week ahead. I will be back next Sunday with another episode. And until then, we will talk soon. Have a wonderful day. 